Welcome to the Apple Store Covent Garden in London for tonight's Meet the Musician. Please welcome tonight's host, Julie Adenuga. So welcome everybody, it's lovely to see you here. This is my first time doing this at the Covent Garden Apple Store. For some of you that don't know me, I am the presenter on Beats One London, representing London as much as I can for you lovely people listening to music. And, uh, I didn't know you were gonna do that by the way, thanks. Um, but it's my job to talk to people about music, so today I think that's why I'm here to talk to Idris Elba about music. I hope you're very excited to meet him, to see him. We're going to have a question and answer at the end, so have your questions ready. Have you guys listened to Murder Loves John? I can't hear you. Have you guys listened to Murder Loves John? Good. That is the album that we're going to be discussing today. Um, I was fortunate enough to sit down with Idris last week. We had a quick chat, and this is one of the things that happened. I used to be on pirate radio, um, I was in North London, and the actual station was in the top of this meat factory. Okay. So we used to go, drive around the back of the meat factory, park up, look around, coast clear, <laughs> go in, yeah. draw this big elevator with like one of them yeah, drawers, yeah. and pull it back and then go up like five floors, step out of the elevator, stop. Look again. See if the elevator comes back down, everyone's, anyone else is there, yeah. and then roll into the studio. And I was on Climax FM. Yeah. I had a six to eight show on a Saturday. Yeah. And my show was like, you know, I used to, you know what I mean? Like all those people, you know, I used to do like a lively show. Don't like, cut yourself off when you're doing it. You cut yourself short there. Give me like a... <laughs> there you go, a... Mr. Kipling, on the radio, Climax FM 92.5 a Saturday. <laughs> yeah. If you're on the phones, you're in the car, draw, call in our studio number right now, 077-221-2214, and uh, we'll get you on. Oh, don't forget we got the, the, the prank call in a bit later. <laughs> now... <laughs> Like, like that was me. You did prank calling. Yeah, really. We used to call up, we used to call up Jamaican <laughs> restaurants live on radio and yeah. ask for Chinese food. Oh my, oh my goodness. God. Hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, can I get a like, special fried rice, please, and then like some um, give me some wonton pork. pork. <laughs> what do you want? Special fried rice with some wonton soup, please. Well, I think you want the Chinese sir. <laughs> No, I'm not. No, I'm not Chinese. No, I want some special fried rice. No, I'm saying I think you got the wrong shop, real boy. No, I think it's the right shop. Is this peppers and spice? Yes. All right. So uh, that, that's that was my that was my Saturday night prank. So not only were you sneaking into meat factories, uh, being on pirate radio, which is illegal, yeah. you were pranking Mate. lovely Jamaican restaurants properly, asking for special fried rice. <laughs> He's a good guy. You're um, a good guy, Idris. <laughs> So that is a little bit of Idris Elba. Um, he's a very funny guy. That was the first time I ever met him. It was a pleasure to sit down with him. It's a pleasure to sit down with him again today. Murder Loves John is the name of the album, the character album for Lufa. It's out exclusively on Apple Music and iTunes. Can everybody make loads and loads and loads of noise for Idris Elba? All right. <laughs> Please watch the step. Hello everyone, how you doing? I'm slightly disturbed that I'm wearing the same clothes from the <laughs> video. You're not, the jacket's not the same. Oh right, okay. Are it the same trousers? Yes. Same underwear? Yes. I thought so. Um, everybody's really calm and quiet at the minute, so we want you guys to be a little bit more excited because this is an interesting day for all of us. 
How often do you get to sit down and look at this man directly in front of you? Not very often unless you're watching the TV. So it's a very special day. The album Murder Loves John, spell murder, Idris. Well, how do you spell murder? On the album, I spell it M-U-R-R-D-E-D-A-H. Yes, one R. Which, if you're from Scotland, it's all right, it's murder, murder. But if, in English, it's uh, badly spelled. I don't know how you got away with that, that was good. That was good. So, Murder Loves John, the name of the album. It's a character album. Has this been done before? Not by you, by anyone else? Uh, actually, no, not to my knowledge. I mean, we all know soundtracks, you know, and, um, and soundtracks, you know, would write a song perhaps for a character, but not an entire album by the, uh, by the actor playing that character. No, I don't think so. So the obvious question is someone says, Idris Elba has an album, and you're like, does Idris sing? <laughs> yeah. I does, get that a lot. Does Idris rap? Does Idris sing? Does he make music? What do you mean Idris has got an album? So explain what that album is to people who hear that you have an album and don't really understand what that means. I mean, the, the genesis of the album is obviously I've got a massive love for music. Everyone loves music. But, I, you know, I, as an actor, there's a stigma. There's a stigma attached to sort of, you know, doing music as an actor. So I, I was trying to figure out a way that I could genuinely you know sort of approach music celebrate music make music and have it relate to my films and also you know sort of you know not alienate my audience you know i think most people has anyone seen luther has anyone seen luther? yeah you should say no no we haven't seen it <laughs> yeah so last night luther was on and you know um by design i wanted to add a musical component to to one of my favorite characters I, keep, I call it a love letter to my character because the songs are, you know, a sort of expressions that I only think, that I think about, that I don't really explain to anybody else except for maybe the director and the writers. So when I get into a room with a producer and a songwriter, you know, I sort of have a love moment with them and tell them about my character and get deeper. And that stuff really makes... It really makes a good conversation, number one. Uh, number two, it, 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 it just starts imaginative songwriting. Uh, when I played Nelson Mandela, I couldn't explain to any journalist in the world what it was like. And that was the first question they said. What was it like playing Nelson Mandela? And I, could ne I never had an answer that was satisfying. But if you listen to, Nelson, if you listen to Me Mandela, that album, that, you know, from start to finish, there's a lot of personal sort of stories and personal feelings that uh, are on that album that make those songs. So that's a character album. So I'm going to be cheeky now. Does that mean, Idris, that you're not a good actor? <laughs> and so you have to like, I've got to make an album because I didn't get to put everything into Luther. <laughs> or like, what is it about the music? What is it about making music about this character that you've played for how many years now? Four. Four years. What is it about the music, specifically tracks on the album that made you feel complete? after you'd finished recording them? Um, uh, look, you know, I, I'm, I'm born and raised in London, um, and, and for, for all my life I've listened to musicians from London. And for the first time, you know, I, I, I'm looking at, you know, a, a film that I'm in, a, t a television show where London, my London, is there. You know, I grew up on the streets that we shoot Luther. And, you know, for me, again, it's, an, it's a, another love letter to London, really, because the music was designed to feel like it comes from London. Like, if you're watching Luther, and you turn the music, or you turn the soundtrack up, and you watch the entire, and you, and you listen to Murder Loves John, it should feel, you know, like there's a, a, a symbiotic there, you know. Uh, and, and I definitely, 
I, I wanted to express how much I love London uh, without rapping or without singing, but you know what I mean, making that sound. And, and I think that's what, you know, uh, the, you know, Fred Cox, who's the producer on, on this album, you know, it was really hard for him to digest what I was, he's not from London, he's from Coventry. But, <laughs> but I had to, you know, sort of express to him what London would sound like on a song and in my head. And, and that, that, that's why I felt, you know, this album satisfies me in that sense, you know, that it feels like it could come from Luther and it feels like it comes from London. You are a good actor, by the way. Thank you. I didn't mean Thanks to say that, sorry. Thank I apologize. Um, <laughs> so specific tracks on there. I, know, I think you know my favorite on there, Fires featuring Fabian. Yeah. I love that song. Thanks. Even without Luther, I feel like that song would still mean, and I think a lot of the songs on the, the album, if not all of them, mean something. You don't have to necessarily know Luther, but they mean something. And I think that's a brilliant thing to have if you're making music about a character, yeah. how people can relate to that. Because yeah. the title is Murder Loves John. And there are topics of murder. Yeah. There's topics of love on there. There's yeah. topics about crossing bridges and not knowing which direction to go. And there's things that people can relate to on there. Was there something that hit you the hardest when you were making it? Were there moments where you really felt like the artist had completely encapsulated who Luther is and, and what he's about? Um, I think the other Fabian song, that, so the original uh, Paradise Circus by Massive Attack, I think our version really sums up Luther. And especially, like, Luther is a human being that has, has gone through so much heartbreak. I mean, the guy is just, he probably doesn't have a heart I right need to now. talk to He's you about Mary in a bit, but just continue. Alice. No, Mary. And he talked about Mary. Who's Mary? The one that you was going hard for, for no reason. It was really stressing me out. So like, why are you going hard for Mary? What's, what's oh, Mary, yes, yeah. sorry, yes. See? Season this is two. what I mean. Sorry, yes, you don't yes. even remember her. We'll talk about Mary in a bit. Continue. I'm sweating now. <laughs> um, <laughs> but Paradise Circus, you know, uh, Fabian, whose voice is just incredible, and uh, comes from London. And, you know, it just encapsulates the, the heartbreak that I think Luther has, you know. It, it's a very melancholy song. Um, and, it, you know, as well, the way it was made, that song was made uh, in one take, like literally Fabian and Fred sitting in front of each other. And, and, and uh, she's reading the words off, you know, a lyric thing and did the whole song. The only thing we did uh, post was um, the strings. But because of the way it was performed, because of the, the words, you know, the, the, the words, we, we, we like it when we're in the devil's grin, you know. Um, to me, that, that sort of really sums up some of Luther's sort of uh, pain. That's the most painful song. Fires, for example, in my head, you know, we, when we were writing this song, we thought about the Blitz, you know, in the war, in the Second World War, and there's a famous image when you look across London, and there's fires everywhere. And it's from the bombing, you know, and, and the whole of London is black, basically, but there's fires everywhere. And we conjured up this ear image that John Luther's running around trying to put all these fires out because that's what he does. And that's where that song came from. But Paradise Circus really talks about his pain. Can we talk about uh, the title track? The video just came out. Was it yesterday? Yeah. Came, came out, out the same day as the album. Came yeah. out the same day as uh, Luther returning back to screens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, why were you not in the video? Why did you decide to not be a part of that and, and have <sighs> actors play that? I thought, again, you know, like, 
you know, trying to separate home from state, you know, so this is a music project, you know, and even though I'm the artist, you know, I didn't feel right to be in the video, especially when I'm playing the character, you know, uh, of John Luther. That felt like overkill. And Arjun Rose is a very talented director who, wrote, who made that video. We, we thought we should have Luther's presence in it, but we didn't think we should have me as an actor in it. Because I think that would just water down what we're going to see, A, on TV that night, but B, just take away from the, you know, sort of the pictures that, you know, Murder Loves John, the film, the song conjures up without me in it. You know, <clears throat> when, I, when I do further character albums, I think there'll be an opportunity for me to be in some of it, in some films with the music. But at this stage, I'm trying to get people to understand, like, this is a real sort of, I'm really trying to, to create a, a genre. You know, I'd, I'd like to offer, I don't know, Someone tell me one of your favorite actors in the world and the favorite performances, anyone, anyone. <laughs> Good, Good answer. answer, mum, thank you very much. <laughs> anyone else? Robert De Niro? Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy, okay, so Good Tom Hardy, guy. great. Uh, Tom Hardy did, what's, his, what's your favorite film that Tom Hardy did? Hmm? Bane. Bane, Bane. Exactly, Bane. Now that's an iconic character. And if, you know, if I could, sit down with Tom and say, Tom, can we design a soundscape for Bane? What, what would that sound like? What would the songs be like? Who would the artist it be, like, be into? I think that would be a really interesting genre for the fans. And so, you know, for me, I'm really, I don't want to, you know, be Idris the artist and start jumping on stage and all that. I really want to try and create this genre properly, uh, starting with my own films and my own characters and then probably, you know, take it out further. It's interesting you say that because I think a lot of people and you're someone that goes completely against what I'm going to say. A lot of people will love you for one thing. They love you for being an actor or they love Beyonce for being uh, a performing artist. They love people for one thing and an actor. Yeah, but first, performing artist. Um, and you would go against that because you, you kind of ignore all these things about you know, what people think of you and what people know you of and you just do what you're passionate about. Uh, for someone who knows you as an actor though, someone who's loved you in The Wire and who's loved you in Lufa, um, what one thing would you say to them? What, what one reason would you give them to listen to this album? Um, uh, I, I would say, you know, if you, if you love what I've done with the character as an actor, um, this is a very sort of, you know, personal further insight into my journey into that. You know, actors, you know, I, I, I don't like to, I think as an actor, you have to be transparent as a person, but it's difficult, you know what I mean? Because as you climb the ladder of success, people want to know more and more about your personal life. And then what happens with actors, they tend to be, get more guarded. And then as you get more guarded, your roles start to become thinner and your creativity starts to, to think. I think the more transparent you can be as an actor, the more you can, you know, go for roles. There are actors that go, oh, if they don't know what I'm really like, then it'll always, I'll be amazing every time. I don't agree that. I think people, if people get to know me a little bit more, then when they see me take on a role that is absolutely unrecognizable, they appreciate the work I've done it. And so the music is an insight, you know. So I would say to anyone, buy this album if you want to know, you know, what I was thinking about, you know, making John Luther. You know, the album's poetic in places, you know. It's got, you know, it's got drama and all of that, but there is some insight into some of the words. Can we talk about Mary now? <laughs> yeah. 
Just, just briefly, I know this is about the album. Why was she so special to Lufa? I don't know if anybody else cares about this, but I just, I need to ask. Because I, I watched it, I went on a Lufa binge. I told you, didn't I? I went on a Lufa binge. I saw you every day on the weekend. It was really stressful for me. You was just on the screen. But Mary was like, way, yeah. I'm Mary. And you were like, oh, why? Don't leave Mary alone. Urgh. And I was like, Alice. In my head, I was just like, Alice. So can you explain why Mary was so important to John Lufa? Just to settle it. Um, I, I think I think John was just lonely and, okay, and looking for love. <laughs> I'm okay now. I'm good. That's what I need to know. Can we just show of hands who loves Alice in here? Can you just shout Alice really loudly? Alice. Thanks. Um, <laughs> Murder Loves John is the name of the album. It's out exclusively on Apple Music. Um, it's something that you've done twice now, a character album. Like you said, you did it for Mandela, the character Mandela you played. You've done it for Lufa. Do you see yourself taking it, even though you've said that you want it to be a genre for Tom Hardy and for different actors? Can you see yourself soundtracking films? Do you see yourself conducting an orchestra and, and really changing the sound and making the sound of what a film would look like, whether you yeah. were in it or not? I, I know. I, I, I definitely feel like if I direct a feature film, um, then I would definitely be a part of, you know, scoring that film. I think I just, I could hand it to someone else, but I think just by, by how I see film, I was explaining this the other, other night, and you, you might know this, but coming from an African household, right? Everything is on all the time. <laughs> TV, radio, sound system. My mum's got a bathroom radio, which is just AM, on all the time. So I had this, as growing up, I had this mishmash of just vision and sound that just blended into each other. And so when I watch film now, I, I really listen to the sound. I, I like, you know, the, you know, the foley, you know, someone putting a cup down. I really listen to it, I'm really in tune to it. So if I, if I was directing a film, I definitely feel like I would want to manipulate the soundscape of it. You know, uh, I'm really into the idea of making a musical that doesn't feel cheesy. There's this very fine moment between when someone's talking and then they start singing. <laughs> and that moment, I, I just want to redefine it because I just want to try and find a way where people aren't embarrassed and just want to run away. <laughs> uh, and that's because of my love for film and you know, music. I'm going to come to you guys for questions in a second. I've got one last question for you. Is there any point in your life where you felt like, Idris, you weren't going to be able to do something? Or are you, are you that kind of person? Do you think, I can't do that? Or are you the, I'm going to do everything I want to do ever in life, ever? Um, yeah, you know, th there was a moment when I was living in New York and, I, and um, I, I was literally, I was there for about four years. You know, I'd saved, I'd spent all my savings. Um, you know, I was jobbing. Um, I was DJing at night to pay the bills. It was really, really tough for me. Like, I, I was living in a car. And there was a moment where I was like sitting in my car, I had another audition the next day, but my funds were running out massively. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to go home. I'm literally gonna have to go home. And I'm, I'm not one for failure, like I'll just keep going. But yeah, I was freezing, sitting in this car, you know, I got like 10 pound, $10 on me, you know, and it's like not looking good for me. And I was like, I'm in America, you know, big, you know, America, I'm gonna make a movie star. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. Look at you in this. You haven't changed. Well, I haven't changed my clothes again. 
There's a, there's a theme there, man. I don't know what's going on. But no, I have a reminder. I, I was sitting in his car, you know, literally thinking, right, I'm going to have to go home. I can't, I can't, I can't make it here. And even though, like, I had moments of success, there wasn't enough to keep me grounded and go stay here and stick it out. So for the first time in my life, I was probably around 28 years old. I was like, I can't do it. And the next day, the audition was The Wire. And then four auditions later, I got the job. He had one dollar. <laughs> Ten. Ten dollars. By the fourth audition, you were one dollar in your pocket. Like, guys, just give me the role, please. Please. Um, all right. I'm going to stop talking now. Let's have some questions. Let's go to this lady here. Hi, Idris. Hello. My name is Sheree Wiley. I'm from uh, Nashville. Nice and to meet I'm you. here. Nice to meet you as well. I'm here. I attend London Film School. I'm a scriptwriter. And I wanted to just let you know that I'm interested in um, working with you on a future film, um, okay. probably a year from now. Okay. <laughs> but that's before I started following you on Twitter. So I just, I didn't want to seem like a stalker and just like, hey, you want to be in my film? Just like, and just, so I just wanted to make sure I met you and talked to you first okay. <laughs> before I got on Twitter and okay. followed you. Okay. okay. <laughs> I like that. Okay. And then the second question is, did you, do you and Gabrielle Union, do you guys get along on set? You guys okay? You good? Gabri, yeah. Yeah, yeah okay, I love Gabrielle Union. I want to ask her as well, but I didn't want to do it if you didn't work out with her. You're, you're good. I like okay. you, man. You're setting it all up. Um, Gabby's great. She's a great actress. And we, had a, we made a film together for everyone else called Daddy's Little Girls, which is a Tyler Perry film, and uh, she was great. So thank you. I, I need to see this film now. No pressure. It better be really good. No pressure. Uh, questions? This gentleman here. Hi, guys. Um, First of all, congratulations, Wicked Album. Thank you, man. And uh, obviously Golden Globe nominations, super dry album um, launch, it's all going on. I wanted to ask you, how would you feel about taking your DJing into a film role? And I ask this very selfishly, following directly on from that young lady. <laughs> Reason being, I have a feature project that... There you go, we're getting up, we're getting bigger, we're getting bigger. I'm just coming out of job offers here, man, yeah, this is it? all right. From $10 um, to this. Interestingly enough, you know, uh, the, the, it's a weird one for me to, to play a DJ. I'm not sure if I could get it, pull it off properly, depending on the storyline, you know? Uh, there, has, there was this, like, huge Hollywood film where, they, you know, it was kind of like Fast and the Furious for DJs. And they were like, we'll go to Idris. And I read the script. It was fucking awful. And I'm, I was like, I just can't do it. I just, you know, it's, I think, by the way, people won't be able to tolerate a movie about DJs, you know? Uh, unless it's a very specific it's, entry it's point. Not, it's not literally about DJs. It's kind of Nightcrawler, but it's a young DJ. Right. Um, right. I've already got Paul Oakenfold on as music supervisor. Smart. So, I like um, Paul. And he's very, very keen to, to control right. the music. And um, obviously someone like Fred and you to produce music would be... A fantastic, okay. Alan. Well, to That's the two the of you, uh, in all seriousness, you know, give me your business cards. Um, someone at Apple, just wave. That guy there is a guy called Sam. Just give him the cards, and then my assistant will send you a line, and you can send them on. I have a production company called Green Door, and they will get it first, and then, we'll, you know, we'll go from there. Thanks. Do you need Idris to be a good DJ for him to be in the movie? Because that's a whole nother... 
situation. You're on a roll today. <laughs> I'm a rubbish actor. I'm not a good DJ. Only sometimes. Only sometimes. <laughs> Any more questions? This gentleman here. Hi, Idris. Hello. Loving your work at the moment. Thanks, man. I saw you a few years ago back at V Festival, DJing for the very first time, cracking uh, evening. I just wanted to ask, are you still going to be doing like your house music with your For Your Ears Only, Volume 3? You used to do a lot of mix, uh, mixes yeah. on SoundCloud, and it was like one of my favourites when I was getting fit in the gym. Yeah. I've let myself go a little bit now, like, but, <laughs> but no, you are you still going to be doing like the house mixes as well? Because I, that work as well was incredible. Yeah. And I, I know it was a few years ago, like, but... Yeah, it was look, look with your ears, yeah. Sorry. Look with your ears, yeah. Um, I haven't done any mixes, actually, and, and, and Katie and Graham, my music team, always banging on about, you know, sort of doing more mixes and so on and so forth. We do run into issues with mixes, you know, and it's a, it's a much bigger conversation because sometimes I do a mix with stuff that hasn't come out yet, gets pulled down straight away. And so there's issues with that. But, um, but in short, I should do some more. So, yeah, well noted. Thank you. Questions? This here? Hi there. Um, if you were to do another track for any of the jobs you've done previously, um, What's, what's, what job would it be for? I, I think, <clears throat> I thought about this, I've been asked this as well. Um, I think I would do um, uh, Stringer Bell. I, I, I would do a, a character album for Stringer Bell. That's a complex album though, because he's a man with many different tastes uh, and has a lot of conflict. Uh, it comes from the streets, but aspires to be a businessman. And his book range, I don't know, I didn't see the episode, but the after Stringer Bell dies, they go to his house and they look at all his book collection, and this is a deep thinker. So in my head, I'm thinking if I do an album for Stringer... You've got to do volumes. It might, it might just have some classical on it, you know, it, might, it just has to be a really deep um, album, but it would be Stringer. Some questions at the back, we had some. Hello, hi, um, my name is Benjamin, oh, sorry. <laughs> My name is Ben Sarpong, I'm a fellow actor. Hello, ben. Um, I can relate to the struggle right now of like working a flexible job so I can audition at the same time. So I can definitely relate to your struggle um, with no money and stuff. Anyway, uh, the question uh, I have is, uh, how do you approach uh, a script? And also, um, how do you, do you still train? Um, obviously, as I play sports at the same time, and a lot of athletes, like, we train constantly to you know, keep up to shape. Um, but with acting, it's like, sometimes we train, but it's really about getting the roles. Yeah. But yeah, how do you, how do you, do you still train and consistently and how do you approach a script? <coughs> Good question. Uh, is it Ben, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, stick at it, Ben, first of all. Don't give up, obviously. Uh, second of all, I think the answer is one and the same, you know. I, I approach a, a script that I want to do by training for the character. So in other words, you know, if my character is a, a chef, you know, I get into, I'm not a method actor, but I would definitely try and sort of dip myself in as much as I could know about cookery and being a chef as I can. And that essentially is me training. Uh, um, training, I don't, I don't want to piss anybody off, but you know, drama schools for me see, uh, are a little bit of a sort of gray area for me. I didn't go drama school. And a, one of my best friends did go to drama school. He got a scholarship, went to Central, and I went uh, into work. Four years later, I was an established actor, and he was a struggling actor. But at the time, he was prestigious. He got into Central. There's no promise of extra, there's no promise that your training or keep training is gonna get you a job. 
it will give you the tools to, you know, I believe in, you know, being able to, you know, fall on your, your knees and, and, and make mistakes and get up and do it again. But I prefer people to do it on the job. As a director, I've hired actors, um, like in Beast of No Nation, you know, we, we hired actors that had um, no experience. And on the job, there were moments when they didn't know what to do, but they did it. And, you know, I think that's the beauty of of acting, because you can't tell the difference, really, who's trained and who's not. So uh, in answer to your question, yes, I do train, but I train specifically depending on the type of role that I'm going for. And we've got one last question. Well, Mary, do you want to get this one? Because you put your hand up so many times. I know this young yeah. lady for about 20 years. Hello, Mary, how are you? <laughs> I'm all right. That's not the actual Mary Mary, by the way. <laughs> Otherwise, it was no. going to get peak. Please go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> no, I just wanted to say that I've known um, Idris for a very long time. And he's always done music. And I always thought he was a brilliant in everything he did. The music, the acting, everything. Although he disappeared, but I just think he's an amazing guy. He hasn't changed. And that's basically it. Oh, thanks, Mary. Lovely. All right, so we have one more question then, shall we? The Let's get one more in. Uh, we'll go to this guy in the front with the hat. Good hat. <coughs> Strong hat. Hello, you all right? My name's yes. Pete. Hello, Pete. Um, after, uh, what, after last night's episode, are you now afraid to open the fridge? <laughs> you know what? I'm so glad you said that. I know we've got a wrap, but why did you do that? Uh, has everybody seen it, first of all? No, half of them haven't. Now they just messed it up. It wasn't me. It, was, it wasn't me. But OK, let's not, let's not talk about it for people that haven't seen it. But I just want to say that was ruthless, man. <laughs> that was ruthless. I didn't write it. Um, <laughs> Neil Cross, Neil Cross. We'll talk to Neil. Right. I mean, the idea, I hope it come across, but you know, this, this season of Luther is a, obviously a short film. It's a film. And you know, we wanted to do the roller coaster. You know? So all those moments are sort of, they're, they're kind of bigger than TV. You know? They're sort of more like film and thriller. Um, so I hope that comes across. Thanks. It did. I got nothing in my fridge anyway, so don't worry about it. <laughs> Guys, thank you all so much for coming to spend your evening with, not me, Idris, but with me as well. It's lovely to see your lovely faces here. Thank you for coming to the Apple Store Comic Garden. Yeah, Idris thank Elba, you. Thank you for coming to sit with us. Thanks a lot, guys. And I have to shout it out. If you haven't already, I know most of you have, go and have a listen to Murder Loves John. It's a brilliant album, and we look forward to more of your character albums. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Cheers.